Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Listening to the Scummy Mummies podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Visit England. Oh, I love Visit England, Ellie, because I love England. Mm, and I love visiting, as you know. <laughs> I know! And visiting England is especially brilliant because obviously it's quite near, seeing as we actually live in England. It is so easy to visit England when you're in England. It is, it's very low effort, yes. It's so good. Yeah. What I love about England, you know, it's not just cities, it's right. not just towns. You've got your seaside, yep. your hills, your outdoors, your indoors, Ellie. All manner of places. <laughs> unbelievable millions of places to visit in England and if you want to find out more about the different places you can visit in England why not go to visitengland.com get this Helen they've now got a Peppa Pig hub on their website I know I know I had you at hub I know Uh, (laughs) uh, and it lists like Peppa's top five like you know types of places to visit in England like olden days like museums great outdoors seaside indoor adventures and playtime oh there's loads of things you can do in the Peppa hub you can watch clips of the show at Peppa on her travels download an activity sheet for the kids and find loads of great places to go through an interactive Peppa map I am inspired I thought you might be Uh, yes (laughs) so to find out more go to visitengland.com great I'm going to go right now well not now because we've got no podcast fair enough hello and welcome to the scummy mummies podcast it's me helen thorne and it's me ellie gibson and guess what ellie i know what but go on <laughs> we're in julia bradbury's house with julia bradbury <laughs> what's that like i mean if julia bradbury wasn't here that might be a bit weird i know uh, but so she's actually here we're in her home i'm actually here and i've made you a cup of tea hello ladies oh i'm so excited to have the scummy mummies in my house i can't tell you oh we're very excited to be here it's just like i imagined it's basically a tent isn't yes, it? You, you know, know yeah. so outdoorsy outdoorsy yeah, yeah exactly can't move for shovels and willies That's, i mean it's lovely there's no roof <laughs> it's very outdoorsy yeah it's and there's matt baker somewhere in the distance yeah he's going it's amazing it's amazing yeah. <laughs> Most people have a cat, you've got an otter. I yeah, that's so right. outdoorsy, so outdoorsy. Well, I like to teach the children early on about the danger of animals with sharp teeth, so it's <laughs> good to keep them at home. Oh, <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Yes, come on in. And uh, can I, I, I thought you'd be going for four or five years, but no, how long? Nearly seven years. That is amazing. And you've got such a huge fan base and I am one of those, big fan, and I've been listening avidly to lots and lots of your podcasts. I have a few favourites. Oh, yeah. there we go. But so, yeah. enough, enough about us, Julia. 
Who are you, Julia Bradbury? Tell the listener, specifically perhaps the one in North America who's not as familiar with country files. <laughs> right, OK. Hello, North America. So my name is Julia Bradbury and I'm a UK-based television presenter. And I suppose my genres uh, would fall into the outdoor category. I'm mad about the outdoors and I do lots of walking programmes all around the UK. But I've also done my fair share of travel programmes around the world. And currently uh, on UK television is a series that's very close to my heart because it's me um, basically travelling around the Greek islands. But it's not just a jolly, ladies. Although... Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to see you in Ionapa. Yeah. <laughs> vodka, vodka luge. Julia Bradbury does the vodka luge. That's Cy- what the Cyprus not Greece, but anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, sorry. That's quite bad, isn't it? Sorry. I'm... Sorry, Ionapa and Greece and also Cyprus. Yes. I'm Greek because my mum is Greek, so I'm sorry. half Greek. Good. Yep. Yes, Greek, Greek, Greek. I don't mind. I'm not offended by the Cyprus thing. Just giving you a geographical pointer there. Uh, so, so my series at the moment in Greece is has just been wonderful because it's a passion project. I came up with the idea, just the way you ladies probably did about this podcast. Mm. Came up with the idea, took it to the commissioner. They said yes, and what? I was like, whoa! And then they went, but we got no money. So I was like, hmm. So then my very very clever agent Natalie, we knocked our heads together and we found the financing for it. And then we delivered the finished product with a brilliant production company. I have to say thank you to them as well. So we basically parceled the whole thing off. So now that I'm nearly 50, I've ticked a big fat sort of box, a, a bucket lit box in my professional career, which is to see uh, a project through from the very, very beginning, from its inception right through to the end. So, Julia Bradbury, tell us about your family. My family, my lovely family. So I am a bit of a late mum. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a late comer to the mumming game mm-hmm. uh, because I sort of forgot about having children, basically. I was having such a good time with my career and, and, and life that I got to my mid-30s and went, shit, what, what? Oh, yes, that's something, right, children. Something. Something's missing, children, that's right. And I come from a very close family. Uh, I work with my sister, who's actually sitting quietly in the room, which is a one, that's a one-off. She yes. never sits like quietly. You've made her sit in the corner like, like Reprex from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. We've <laughs> yeah. had this before with Helen McGinn. Yes, yes. yes. Right. she's behaving very, very well. well. Oh, sit no, in the corner silently. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. So we are very close, and my lovely mum and dad were very, very gorgeous parents. So we've, we've got a, a very special bond, and my parents are still alive. So family is very important to me. And as I said, I'd sort of just lost track of time and thought, oh God, I really need to get on with this children thing. Uh, so as it happened, um, I, I met the right person to do that with, and we try to have children well we had we had a little boy a lovely little boy called Seth eight years ago who just was life-changing in the way that you know that babies can be for all the good reasons I'm going to stick with at the moment let's not go down the scummy route let's stick with the the positivity and the happiness (laughs) and then I was desperate 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 I had him at 40 so I was really like you know pushing it at that stage and I was desperate for him to have siblings because I just I thought well we're old we might we'll die soon and he's going to be on his own and I didn't want that and there's I think there just is something inbuilt other friends and women that I've spoken to you either have that feeling or you don't and it was Mm. definitely an an internal drive for me that I that I felt that he needed siblings so uh, we went down the IVF route and that was pretty tricky and I had five rounds of IVF I missed miscarriage in the middle of all of that so I had one night where I was an extreme excruciating pain but didn't know what was going on and actually nothing seemed to be wrong and then uh, I went for a scan uh, for the first week and because I knew that I was pregnant at that stage and my um, my specialist said to me I'm really sorry there's no heartbeat but but you know the Mm. the embryo is still in there so then I had to go through all of that process you have it's not called a DNC anymore it's called something else no but that's I think what that's what people would know but that's you know basically they have to remove what's left inside so that was all very traumatic and very sad and I sort of gave myself uh, a few more 
chances. I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll have another, I'll have another go. And I think I ended up having another two goes. And on the fifth attempt, I was, I mean, it's a long story that I won't take everybody down that path, but eventually I went to Greece. I took time off from work, which I had never done before. And that's where I found out I was pregnant. Oh. Which is very lovely because it sort of completes the circle of my heritage as well. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So there we go. And now I have two lovely you met a lovely waiter. <laughs> a lovely waiter. Yeah. It's just Sh- like Shirley, Shirley Valentine. Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a father at this stage. Let's, uh, I'd work that bit out. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And now I have. Around. So now I have a little boy uh, who's called Zeph, which is Zephyrus, which is a Greek name, and he's eight. And I have two gorgeous little twin girls who are called Zena and Xanthi, which are also Greek names, and they are just they'll be five. Oh, wow. But come on, deep down, yeah. Julia Bradbury, mm. are you a scummy mummy? Of course, of we're, course all, you are. we're all scummy mummies, aren't we, deep down? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, people always ask you, oh, what are the advantages of being an older mum? And you go, well, you're wise and you have experience and you're financially solvent-ish. And free bus fare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah free, exactly, when you get to that age. Um, but of course, you're also, you're a bit more knackered. Yeah. Uh, you don't, I mean, I like to think I've got quite a good imagination and I'm quite adventurous with my kids. So we do fun things. But I have never, ever, ever been a morning person. Mm. Even on shoots when I'm filming, my crew know whatever needs to be done first, get that done first and then haul me out of bed because I'm just bad. My eyes are closed. I'm really grumpy. And it's unfortunately parenthood did not change that in any way. So scummy mummy, number one sort of bad trait is on the weekends. We're very strict with the kids with screen time and everything. But at the weekends, they know my weak spot. So they know that if they come into me at seven o'clock in the morning and go, Mummy, Mummy, can we watch a film? I'm going to say, yes. yes. Just and go just away. Roll over <laughs> into the pillow. The Godfather Part 2 is already in the DVD player. Just, yes. go for just it. press just play. play. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Horsey, Mummy. Ah! <laughs> Don't ride it. <laughs> you can't now. Yeah. Uh, so mornings, not so good. Afternoons. I'm, I'm your mum. You're back in the game. I'm back in the game. I'm like, let's go to the park. Let's do Scrabble. Let's let's do Just Dance, whatever it is. Let's Scrabble in the park. That sounds like a logistical nightmare. One gust of wind. And you're gone and you're and lost. Right. <laughs> no triple word score for you. No. Ludicrous. No. I was going to ask what your biggest parenting challenge. It sounds like mornings. Mornings, mornings, are, mornings are my biggest parenting challenge. And also balancing the work, mm. the work thing. Uh, my my career is very important to me because it's such a strong part of my identity, and obviously I've done that much more much longer than I than yeah. I have been a mum. And I also think it's important for my kids to have a role model in terms of working. You know, they're going to have to work. I've got boys and girls, um, and I find my job very fulfilling. I mean, it's you know the Greece series obviously sounds amazing, but that's not just what I do. There are other other jobs that I do, but it's very satisfying. I'm learning all the time. I meet new incredible people all the time. Yes, I've travelled the world and been to, to, to some incredible places and all of that I think is important knowledge and experience and wisdom that I can slowly drip feed down mm. to my down to my little ease mm. so yeah it's the the, the, the the challenge of juggling is a big one have you ever turned up right somewhere to do like a telly programme mm. which as you know is your job mm. and gone like like this is rubbish like this is really bleak this is not what I was expecting this is miserable how am I going to pretend this is nice for the telly Right, so I'm quite lucky now because I'm now. old. Because I'm old now, yeah. and because I've been around for a long, long time, I, I, I can sort of pick and choose my jobs. So I get. I'm also very good. I will always have a meeting with the production team and get a get a first off instinctive feel about what the project is and how it's going to go, and whether or not it's something that is this important enough 
am I going to enjoy it enough? Is the satisfaction level and, and the reward on screen, is that going to be good enough for me to leave my children mm. at, at home and yeah. let, let somebody else look after them? And if the answer's no, then I just don't do the job. And is that why you've never done a programme about Catford, Julia Bradbury? <laughs> that might be why I've never done a programme about Catford. Is right. there, should I come to Catford? Well, yes. is, is, is there, apart from you, lovely ladies, <laughs> tell me something else that I should be unearthing about Catford. Right, first of all, there's a giant fibreglass cat. Have you not heard, seen this? In Catford. Yeah, in Catford, yeah. that, uh, with it, like a claw overhanging the, the, the sign market. above the Catford Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exciting. great. Again, back to my original question, what else should I be coming to Catford to look <laughs> I mean, at? I mean, there's, there's, there's the lovely stream through Lake Ladywell Park. That's yes. Well, I'm all about. I, I have a, I have a personal motto, which is find your green. Hashtag find your green. So I say. <laughs> so very, very yeah. Jesus, you just have to walk down the street. I don't mean find your vomit. <laughs> North America. It's a very green on the streets of California. <laughs> yeah, 15 quid will get you quite a lot of green. Oh, oh not that kind of green. No, sorry. I'm, that's not the kind of she green I'm talking about. She's so pure. Yeah, I'm not talking about so that. Pure. I was talking about that little, like your stream in yeah. Catford. Yeah. Find your local park, find your local stream, find your local canal. Go and find a little bit of nature because it just does you so much good. And that that's sort of really... So maybe that's why I should come to Catford in search yes. of... Yes. And I'm, I'm going to offer an outdoorsy tip. If you can't even find the green, yep. look for the knobs. Right. So recently, so as Helen and I may have mentioned, we're training for the London Marathon, right? Yes. The marathon. I've seen your gorgeous posts on Instagram yes. as well. well thank Doing you. Very well. One of you ran 10 miles yesterday. Uh, yes, it was me. Yeah. And well Ellie did 26. <gasps> 26K. K, K, though. Oh, K, K, we will be doing 26 miles eventually. Yeah, yeah, at some point. But yeah, well, so we have to do these super long runs, right? And I do mine like from my house in South East London, Catford, like all the way up down the river and along Bermondsey and up towards Waterloo. And some of it is lovely and green and some of it is is not um, so to sort of amuse myself, I've started doing little city tours, but of the, the different aspects of London that one might not normally yeah. come across. For example, outside Lewisham Library, there's a big sign saying Lewisham Library, and you think, yes, libraries, you know, literacy, culture, and someone's just spray painted an enormous dong on it. Oh. So I did an Insta story about that, and it was hugely popular. I'm sure. People were like, yes, more of this. See this. Gillian Anderson does a lot of penis-related posts. She? Yes, I think oh. she she looks for penis shapes in all sorts of everyday. You need to get her on the show. You need to get her on the show, and you need to check. She might inspire you. You. The truth is out there, and also the dicks are out there. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of dicks out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, so there we go. Now I have to say this one. Speaking of Instagram and all of that, I told my dad we were coming to see you today, Julia. Yeah. Are you familiar with his work? I'm not familiar with his work. Well, your dad's a comedian. Well, ex, semi-professional, semi-retired, uh, whatever. But sometimes he's on our Insta stories, right? So some of the listeners will know him. Um, but I said I was coming to see you today and he was very excited because it was your programme about the coast-to-coast walk yep. that inspired him and, and me in the end. I did it with him. Ten years ago this May it will be, we did the coast-to-coast. Yes, together. And that was, that yeah. was your fault. That's what I'm saying. That My fault? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to turn that around. <laughs> Actually, Ellie. Jim. Yeah. Uh, Jim. I would say, oh, isn't that lovely? Yeah. And I, I do feel really, it makes me warm and fuzzy when people write and they say it's because of you that 
I went up Cat Bells in the Lake District for the first time, or I now go walking three times a week with the dog, and or I did my coast to coast with my dad, and that's just a lovely thing, and and I'm really pleased that it's my fault. It uh, was lovely because for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically 192 miles, isn't it? It's, it's like across the width of England. It basically. was a walk, a long distance walk devised by a Lake District fell walker called Alfred Wainwright, who is very famous uh, here in the UK, and he wrote these pictorial guides over a 13 year stretch, which have become equally famous and sort of the handbook to the Lake District when you go to the lakes you buy your you, you buy the right volume of your Wainwrights and then you follow his words and his pictures and he's very poetic and a little bit curmudgeonly in real life but very lovely and I did uh, my first series of Wainwright walks on BBC4 more than 10 years ago it's probably about 12 13 years ago and that really is what changed my television career and sort of set me on a different path and then that arguably led to Country File and led and, to me and my dad and going led to you and your dad going on the coast to coast let's be honest it was a 200 mile pub crawl yes what it was yeah. we basically walked from pubs we'd stop in the afternoon for a cream tea at yeah. some lovely and meet lots of nice Americans lots, lots of lovely people and then we'd go and we'd have three pints and we'd go to bed and we were very happy so yeah. thank you for that you know I'm, I'm pleased and for all of you North American <laughs> listeners try it coast to coast but I, I was going to say so so Ellie and uh, Jim did this amazing trip across England but now we are touring England in a van and I feel like echoes of that trip have come together in our tour because we like to find a good pub yep. yeah. we like to find a good curry house Lovely. I, I, feel, I feel like we could do some kind of collabo we yes. should do a collabo yes. because <coughs> I what I can I can like lean into you ladies and what we can do with that is we can also find like a nice little hill or a nice little mountain or the nice little stream we can link the whole things up so we get a little bit of exercise and alcohol and curry oh and cat suits I mean. and cat suit I've, I've got to wear a gold cat suit I'm sorry we're, we're going to make this happen brilliant I right. love that I can see it now we, uh, ben this could be in a, a gold cat suit <laughs> yes, yes. There we are. That's <coughs> comic relief here That's we right. come can, brilliant country file and cat suits yes <laughs> Yes, I will send an email as soon as we're done here. Yes, yes. exactly right. So we are very lucky. We get to go all around the country. And we should say, Helen, of course, that this podcast, this episode, is sponsored by VisitEngland.com. Oh, oh, hello, Visit England. Yes. I know we're in England right now. We are. It's, <laughs> it's very yeah. exciting. And, and, and got, I visited it lots. Yeah. <laughs> You're this, like, this is why we need you, Julia Bradbury, because the Easter holidays are coming up. What are, your to- what are your top places for visiting in England? The Lake District, of course, is stunning and beautiful. And there are loads of lovely places that you can stay in the Lake District, from posh hotels to campsites. Is it still a bit cold for campsites? At Easter, yeah. yeah, maybe heading into the May you're summer. Going, you're going okay. Summer break. So yes. I'm the president of the Camping and Caravanning Club, the only female president in its history, which I'm very proud of. And they have a lovely campsite in Keswick, actually, mm. in the Lake District. So I would say, you know, if you really do like a bit of adventure, then do a bit of a bit of camping. Um, where else? Rutland is also very lovely. I, where is Rutland? So I grew up in Rutland. It's, it's so fine. You don't need to know it because it's the it's 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 okay that you don't because it's the smallest county in England. Uh, I, I've got I went to university with my friend Vicky's from Rutland. There yeah, we go. Yeah, so, so you know Rutland. So if you're heading up the A1 north and you're heading towards Peterborough and Stamford and Oakham and Burley House, all of those kinds of places, Rutland is there. It's like a little sort of in nugget. the middly bit. In the middly bit, and it looks like a heart shape, and it has this stretch of water called the Rutland Reservoir. And you can go sailing, you can go fishing, you can go cycling around it, and there are lots of lovely places in Rutland that oh, you can go nice. to. And it's it's a pretty 
the unknown gem. So it's you know, quite it's flat, isn't it? I yeah, it's it's yeah, but it's undulating. I would say it's oh. not rugged and wild, mm. but it's not flat and boring. It's it's not as flat as Norfolk. I'm not saying Norfolk is boring, by the way. No, we, Norfolk's, we, we Norfolk's love got Norfolk. some lovely beaches, and I, that's another place. I, I, I nearly cried on the. Is it Hokum? Is that how you say? Yes, Hokum Beach, which is a beach that goes on forever, and Brancaster. That North Norfolk. Oh. I mean, speak. Can we just have it quickly? Uh, Speaking of Norfolk and Norwich, um, you're featured in one of our favourite books by Alan Partridge. There's a cameo of you in it. Do you know about uh, this? Well, I've heard little bits. I've heard some of... He mentions me on some of his uh, Atlantic um, radio shows, and I've seen some of that. I've heard him say that he wants a Bradbury pie. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I want a Bradbury pie. Smother her in butter. Put her in the oven. 180. <laughs> Bob's your uncle or something like that. God, sorry, uh, there's, a, there's a bit in one of his books where he bumps into you right. in, in the BBC and he goes, Hello, Julia! And so often Ellie and I will say that to each other, Hello, Julia! I love it! Oh, okay, we've got to make this this. Is it the same where he comes out of the BBC and he sees uh, Claire Balding on the steps of the, yes, the Langham, Langham. Like, Balding by name, not by nature. <laughs> Talks about her lustrous hair. Yeah, she has <laughs> got a thick mane of hair. Amazing. Oh. Anyway, oh. sorry, we're getting off piece, but yes, Norfolk is amazing. Uh, one of my favourite parts of England is West Wittering Beach oh beautiful but becoming very popular now the whole mm. West Wittering people are buying houses in West Wittering now like their second homes it's become quite quite right on with the London set that they're going yeah. and they're buying their, their beach beach mm. front property in West Wittering so, yeah. what yes. about, have you got a favourite nugget of corner of England I mean obviously you're a big fan of Catford and all that it offers yes and that roundabout I'm quite lazy, so I quite I, I quite like places. I like Kent and Sus- Sussex, mm. and you know when I grew up, when I grew up, we used to spend a lot of time like, on the Sussex Downs and rambling, <gasps> rambling oh. away. And as a child, obviously, I hated it uh, quite a lot of the time. But it, it was brilliant. It was you know out and about. The and thing is, I think if you, even if you do hate it as a child, when I took my kids for a walk on Sunday, we went to we went to Surrey. And we walked, you know, and then on the way back, they have to do the same room. They're like, oh, my little boy was going, my legs are going to fall off, mummy. And my little girls, one of them's going, carry me, mummy, carry me. And I'm like, no, walk, walk. You must stride this out. Positive mental attitude. <laughs> and they absolutely hated that last half hour. But it's good for them. It genuinely is. It's good for their mental resilience. Obviously, it's good for their, for their uh, physical fitness as well. And they will remember those things the way that you and I will remember the good times and the bad times. It's something that sticks with you for life and the research has just proven time and time again that time spent outdoors those kinds of things kids don't get outdoors anymore and mm. it's scary mm. They're, like, the, the, the amount of exposure that children have to outdoor landscapes has halved in a generation and that is frightening because it really does help them their their growth on an emotional level and their mental health as well and all of us it's, it's good for all of us mm. and it seems like such a simple thing and and I'm not obviously saying that it's the answer to all mental health problems, but it certainly goes a long way to helping with a lot of issues. And all around the world now, lots of doctors are experimenting with prescriptions for outdoor time, spend time outside, go for a walk every day. Apart mm. from America, obviously, where they just like giving you more pills because that's how they make their money. <laughs> have another, have another prescription drug. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, like as a parent, on the weekends you're knackered, right? And you think. I could just stay in or, you know, the, do you have any tips about getting them and just go get out of the house, uh, you know, to motivate them? Because often when I say to my kids, all right, kids, we're going to go to the, you know, 
historic house and we're going to go to a you know a lake or something like no and you've just got to get good at lying basically i mean you know lie tell them that you're going to an indoor play area or the cinema and then suddenly spring a spring a farm on them oh no the cinema oh oh, hang on and then you ping yourself a text oh the cinema's closed there's been a there's a fire (laughs) alert sorry because oh never mind look here's here's the local whatever yeah just lie i I think think that's the best way i always have my ice cream bribe or chip bribe yeah at the end on the season yeah that's right at the yeah. end at the end of the thing you'll have it you can have an ice cream or you can have a chocolate yeah. biscuit or you can have marshmallow whatever it is yeah. bribery and corruption works every time also the big thing is just getting yourself motivated isn't it it's yeah. like you've got to you got and i kind of think to myself okay you're an older mum come on bradbury come on pull yourself together you can't be just an old dull mum you've got to do stuff for them and make it exciting otherwise yeah. they're just gonna go oh my mum was really old and boring when we were growing up never did anything i was like and I don't want that. Yeah. I can't have that on my credits. No. Yeah. And I do really like visiting England, obviously. And no, but partly part because I, I love going abroad as well, obviously. But it's a hassle, right? It's you, especially if you've got to do airports and car seats. Oh, yes. And it's, it's a whole different proposition. Oh, when they're very little, it's a real bloody yeah. nightmare. Buggies and all this stuff. And I like that element of it. And I think, so if you're, if you're lazy, it's, it's good, isn't it? And it yeah. is, you know. And actually, I think statistically this year... Bookings are up, staycations are up, oh. people are, people are, I think the whole Brexit thing has changed lots yes. of, lots of minds and ideas about going to places. It just sounds and like an also, absolute You're like, I don't want any hassle, I like to just get in the car. And am I going to get in? I mean, no. Is my passport going to work? Will there be is a that... Greg's? I mean, who knows? <laughs> Can I have a vegan sausage roll? No, yeah. That, yeah. not everywhere. Hey Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. (laughs) Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, But I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as I... Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. But so you are super passionate about getting getting people out into the outdoors. You've even set up a guide, Julia. Well, that came about because I actually couldn't answer the questions anymore. People kept, and they still do, and it's lovely, don't stop, but they kept saying, where's your favourite place to go walking? And what, what walking mm. boots do you like? And what's the best jacket? And do I need, how many layers do I need? Where should I go? All that stuff. I'm like, how do you walk? Yeah, how do you walk? <laughs> do you put what, left leg first or right leg first? Well, how what are legs? Yeah. <laughs> they're falling off. What do I do? <laughs> So I came, uh, my sister Gina and I came up with this idea that, well, what we should do is answer all of these questions on a web page. And then we thought, no, 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 let's turn it into a website. You know, it's, we were just moving into the 21st century, so let's go cutting edge. It's a moving, talking website. So it's called The Outdoor Guide. All of my television walks are on there. So oh. if there's a TV walk that somebody sees, they go, oh, I like that, they can go and find that. They can download the route of that walk. Uh, it's an OS map that they download, which is fantastic. And everybody's quite familiar with the OS um, uh, kind of mapping as well. And it's a free resource for everybody that goes on it. Uh, and yeah, and that's, that's and, what we do. And what I love is that there's, there's a map, Ellie, yeah. of England with Julia's face. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> there's little faces of Julia where the walks are. So it goes, I hate, I'm like, Julia's so good. 
Oh, I'm like, please, can you just get rid of that? She is literally the face of England. I love it. I think, you know, you have those little National Trust arrow things. We should replace those with your face. Yes. All on the motorways. We need more Julia Bradbury. I keep saying, like, please just put an arrow or anything. Anything. It doesn't need to be my face. It's it's like that scene in John Malkovich where he he goes into himself. Julia, 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 Julia. Oh, the yeah. map of Bradbury. <laughs> Bradbury's Britain. Yes. There we go. Oh, there's, there's another show right there. Yeah. What I saw on your website recently was a whole bit about buggies and access. And Can you tell us about that bit? Yeah, that's a really important part of the outdoor guide for us is accessibility. So obviously there are lots of mums out there who have got their babies in tow and buggies and a lot of the tracks aren't suitable. So we're developing a whole uh, series of walks that mums can use with their buggies, which is great. And the other important thing about access is people who have mobility issues. We have an amazing ambassador called Debbie, Debbie North, and she is wheelchair bound. So she goes and she tests drives, walks and hotels and places to see whether or not they are genuinely wheelchair friendly and you can get you know, some of the some some walks that claim to be accessible aren't because they've got styles in the way or they've got gates or something that really prevents people with, with wheelchairs from having access and the outdoors is important for everybody especially people who have mobility issues because it's 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 their bit of green and it's their mm. their time to sort of regenerate and revive themselves using the great outdoors so yeah we're really proud about that and Debbie's doing an amazing job and is getting all sorts of awards and has become the champion of OS and all sorts of stuff so that's yes. brilliant because we because we, when we we're, we're touring um, I feel like we have now mapped out the best curry houses the, the nicest pubs which are you know just you know what I think we might have to have a scummy mummies section of the outdoor guys oh, I think so that's going to yeah. make per- so yeah. we have that it complements it beautifully yes, we can feed in some feed of our in. knowledge so here are the curry places yes. here's the greatest pub the that's best it. Toby Carveries in England <laughs> yes, yes perfect <laughs> done it's a broad Amazing. church the outdoor yes. it's, it's a very excellent that's yeah. brilliant look so already we've got uh, an episode of, of us in cat suits yeah. Yeah, uh, or a series. I feel. Maybe. I know exactly. I, I just had another idea for perhaps an episode of the series. Yeah. So every every year, my dad, as previously discussed, uh, he does this thing called the New Year's Day Walk. Yes. Right? Which it was very big in the eighties. Like in the eighties, I was made to go on it. You know, there was people like, still do the swimming thing, don't they, on New Year's? Yeah, 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 like it's a, yeah, like a yeah, freezing yeah. cold ridiculousness. Ooh, yes, yes. So this is the thing my dad does, and like at its peak, sort of like 40, 50 people would turn up with kids and dogs, and we'd go on this walk, so three to five miles, and then we'd have lunch in the pub or dinner in the pub after very jolly and over the years he's kept it going every year numbers are numbers are up and down some mm-hmm. people have literally died yeah. like that um, this year I think it was only about six people but oh. he, he still you know he pressed on on they went so I think this New Year's Day because he doesn't listen to the podcast he doesn't know what they he are he might do now no, no. Uh, well now you're in it yeah that's yeah. true maybe I'll cut this bit out but um, <laughs> what I think we should do is for a surprise we should turn up because I haven't been for about 25 years yes. we should turn up on the New Year's Day walk with you. Oh, you know, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh. And we should get, because people are always telling us on the Instagram how much they love Dad, we should invite all the Scummy Mummies readers oh my God. to turn up at the pub in Kent and do the New Year's Day walk. This is this is, this is this has to happen. Ellen. That is a great idea. Now it says here you've got a game for us, Helen. I do oh. have a game. So, because Julia knows a lot about England and so do you, Ellie Gibson, I thought we'd have a <laughs> Bradbury. optimistic. I, I thought Brad- you knew me after seven years. <laughs> oh no, here we go. This is so, going to be bad. So this is a game called That's Not My England. Um, and which I... <laughs> I thought it was 
sometimes it's like this is England, but without the football hooligans. Yeah, yeah. didn't you That's do, not my England. Didn't I like you do it. something similar with um, vaginas and book titles? Yes, indeed. Oh, great. So, okay, so, so we can I, have some fun with this one then. Yeah. yeah. So I can I put some, some vagina names in there? You you may, you like. but I I've got some real names and ones that I've made up, and okay. you have to buzz in. Yep. To see which one, or say which one's true or false. Okay. okay. So it's because I know you both are quite good at names of England. All right. Is this real or not? Is this England or not? Cock play. <laughs> not real. Not real. It is real and it's in Northumberland. No. Wow. Point to Thorn. <laughs> uh, next one. Minge Lane. Yes, real. Yes. Yes. I've oh, been there. Extra is point. It? <laughs> Julia it's Bradley has been to And it's a narrow, it's, I think it's one of those old university green, where you're very drunk. Yeah, I think it's one of those old green lanes. Oh, <laughs> Minge Lane. Minge Lane. There we go. Okay. Tits End. Yes. Not, not real. Yes. No, it's not real. Oh, point to, it's, 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 it's all even now. One apiece. Okay. Rimming Alley. <laughs> God, I hope not. Isn't but it... that a book set in the Middle East? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... oh, Rimming Alley. No. no not okay. Real. No. Okay. No. no. Is it? Is that? A, it's not real. That's right. I made that one up. Yeah. Okay. Scratchy bottom. No. Yeah. Yes, it's real. Oh! Oh, it's in Dorset. Because <gasps> there were some little bottoms and some big bottoms. I didn't think there'd be a scratchy bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy knob. Yes. No. Oh, oh Julia. Oh. Oh. No. Okay. okay. No sandy knobs around here. Okay. Sandy balls. Yes, exactly. We all we're all familiar with sandy balls in Hampshire. I've stayed at Sandy Balls. Have you? Yeah. I've never got appendicitis there. Very jolly. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's a lovely story. Good um, what, what's the hospital like? Um, well, in sort of 1985, it was quite nice, but who knows these days? It's probably just a tent in a field. So. <laughs> like my house. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Wet wang. Wet Wang. No. no. It is. Yeah, Where I'm is Wet Wang? East Yorkshire. East Yorkshire. East wet York. Wang. You'll find a Wet Wang in East Yorkshire. Mm. Should we do one more? Should we do a decider? Yeah. Fanny Hands Lane. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Fanny Hands Lane. She's been down that. She's been down Minge Lane. Oh, oh, there we go. I think the win- it was very close. Who's was, the winner, um, Ellie? The winner is, uh, let's say it's Julia, because otherwise she'll get the sack. <laughs> She knows more about England than everybody. Of course. Yes. 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 Excellent. No, you Excellent. actually came third. Anyway, okay. <laughs> now, listener, it's time for my favourite part of the podcast. It's time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions. Now, Julia has actually listened to this podcast before, so she has come prepared. You have got some scummy confessions, haven't you? I have got a couple of Scummy Mummy uh, confessions. Um, I would like to say that in my household, I was always the one that was was going to be blamed for one of the kids swearing first, (laughs) because I do swear quite a bit. But actually, I'm just going to say at this point, it wasn't me uh, on on this occasion. So I'll tell you this story. My uh, partner is Irish and he has a thick Irish accent and he was in the car and something went wrong and he went, feck it. And... Then my little boy said, what did you say, Daddy? What did you say? And he went, oh, you know, feck it. Uh, feck, feck. It's, it's, a, it's a... And he tried to say it was some sort of bucket or whatever. And anyway, then, country. then my little boy just started saying, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Which we have on camera. 
So, but that wasn't my fault. So I was like, yes, it wasn't me. It was always going to be me. It was first. However, we did, I had an incident with the shower a couple of years ago. So my little boy was about six at this stage. And um, we had a situation where there was water flooding down from the shower tray into the room downstairs. And I obviously was like running around going, oh no, oh no, 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 no. screaming there. I'm like going there with towels and trying to get the bucket underneath there. And, and two weeks later, fast forward, um, my little boy comes into my bedroom and goes, mummy, mummy, the fucking leak is here again. <laughs> I think that was my bad because this is several That's years brilliant. later. So that fucking leak has just been oh, coming again, again and again. <laughs> that is excellent. So there we go. So it's that one. And then the other one that my nanny kindly reminded me of was the time when I came home so late. It was actually daylight. I'd been to some awards thing. It was six o'clock in the morning and I came home and the kids were up for breakfast and my little girl's kids said, oh, mummy, you look so pretty. What? What? what where are you going? And I went, Nothing, girls. Obviously, I was a bit dry. I was nothing. Girls. I just thought I'd dress for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me it was in your role as the president of the camping and caravanning. No, it was a glam. It was some. No, it was out some. It wasn't one of those. It was some London shindig thingy, madoodly. So I was in quite a glamorous frock. So I then sat there and forced muesli <laughs> oh down my, my face <laughs> so that I could actually have breakfast with them. And then I. Tottled off, teetered off up the stairs <laughs> and crashed. Oh, oh well, excellent. there we go. You are a scummy Yay! <laughs> Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, So my scummy mummy confession is from nearly a decade ago when I went on the Coast to Coast Walk with The seminal Coast to Coast with Jim. Inspired by me, ladies and gentlemen. It's Radbury's Walk, actually. Not Wayne Wright's at all. (laughs) And and as you'll know, Julia, because you you walk every day, right, and and you kind of start, we start on a Monday, and there's, there's groups of people who start at the same time as you, and you kind of get chatting over a few days, and it's all a bit like Love Island without the fingering. It's very nice. Um, so, and they look very similar as well, the people on the Coast to Coast Walk. Just exactly saying. The same. Exactly the same. But yeah, you get to know people and you get to chat and stuff. And we became friends with this group. There was about six men and they were doing it just for some sort of jolly sort of lads. They were sort of middle-aged men. They were just doing it for a sort of jolly thing. It was all great. And we sort of got to know them after a, about a week. And they, But they said to us at first, you know, we thought that they thought that we were real like nerdy, super nerdy athletic rambler types because they were like because you had all the gear you were, like, had the anoraks yeah we like, had all, we had like re- like real twats we had like matching berghouse jackets because we'd gone to the shop and bought oh, a dad like and like oh, yeah and they sort of gathered that we were father and daughter but they were like obviously you know they thought we were taking it really seriously and like we were probably a bit posh and a bit uppity and then one day they were just a bit ahead of us and they heard us going up this hill and dad was like well I don't know what it says on the bloody map <laughs> And I went, oh, fuck's sake, Dad, stop being such a cunt. <laughs> and they said at that moment they knew that we were one of them. That you were indeed an amateur rambler yeah. just enjoying the great outdoors exactly. the way we all exactly. can. And that's when they decided we should all be friends. And then we were. And like afterwards, one of them sent me, sent me pictures of us all at the end and it was lovely. And when we got to the end of, of the final day of the 200 miles, one of them had Nimrod on a little walk. Oh, and they played. Oh, 
it was a, a marvellous time. I did once have a very strange occurrence in, in the, the heydays of the Wainwrights when they were on the BBC and they just used to play them all the time. They still get repeated a lot, but they were on constantly on BBC Four and then BBC Two. So there was a lot of incoming traffic because of them. And I had this, the best picture, this group of walkers from the Lake District decided that they would call themselves the Julia Bradbury's <laughs> and they got t-shirts made oh and they all wore brunette wigs and they were all <gasps> blokes. And they and oh. they took pictures of themselves at the top of various fells oh. as the Julia Bradbury's and all the fells that they'd bagged. And I was like, oh, oh lads, lads. Oh. you've given me an idea for a map. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yes. Oh. Amazing scenes. Oh. Wow. Well, there we go. Thank you so much for having us. It's and been fantastic. Yeah. It's been it's been too short. It's gone very quick. So I'm going to take you for a walk now. Yes. Oh. Yes, please. We're going to yes. go for a walk in the park and I'm going to beguile you with the benefits of big fat squirrels in central London oh sounds sounds is that kind of drugs (laughs) yeah it's like the big green it's the big (laughs) grey let me show you the big grey Yes, you smoke it in a pipe. (laughs) And and where can uh, people find Julia Bradbury's Guide to Buying Green in England? Oh, people can find out stuff about the walks and all that stuff on theoutdoorguide.co.uk. And depending on when this goes out, they can watch The Greek Islands with Julia Bradbury on ITV. And it'll be on the ITV hub for quite a while. And then eventually it will be played all over the world because I play in Australia and some of it goes to America. And there's a big Greek community around the world as well. So you'll see some of that sometime soon. Excellent. Good times. Amazing scenes. Thanks again to visitengland.com for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. And you can follow them at Visit England on all of the social medias. That's right. And we're on tour, everybody. Yes, we are. We're going up and down the country, all over England. Uh, and um, all the dates and details are on scummymommies.com. And rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Oh, anything else? Uh, no. Any, we should mention our, 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 our book. Yeah, you should. I tell you what, let me ask you. Anything else to talk about, ladies? I mean, have you done a book, for example? Why, Julia Bradbury, funny you should ask. We have done a book, and it is... Still, still in print. print. Oh, hooray! Yes. Is that, is that the name, or is it still in print? <laughs> yes. With, that's why we're thinking of calling the new edition. Yeah, still, still, still in print. print. Still yes. in print. Have exactly. you done any books you want to mention that are still in print? Mm, they're still in print, but no, it's fine. Just yeah. go to the Outdoor Guide. You'll see whatever's left. Grab it. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, thank you so much oh, ladies, for having us. Gorgeous. I loved it. Excellent. Loved it. Until next time. Bye-bye. Well, there we go. That was the podcast brought to you in partnership with Visit England. Did you enjoy that, Ming? Oh, I I am ready to go and visit all of England, Ellie. Yes. Well, why don't you start with their website, which is, you'll be amazed to hear, visitengland.com. How easy is that? I know. It, it, just about as easy as visiting England when you live in England, which, as we previously established, is quite simple. Oh, I know. And, of course, don't forget the Peppa Pig Hub, where you can watch clips from the show. Uh, there's activity sheets. Oh, there's an interactive Peppa Mac. All the things. It's amazing. I've had so much fun on this podcast, and... And it just goes to show you can just it doesn't you don't have to go far and you just have little short breaks with the family and you can make lots of lovely memories. So there you go, visitengland.com. Go on! <laughs>